Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hello, friends. Rachel Carmen here again today, and today's going to be sort of a retrospective for me because this month of May contains a really momentous occasion for me and for our family and specifically for our homeschool. On May the 21st, I will graduate my last graduate. Number seven will graduate on that day. We're having a big family celebration. Everyone's going to be in town. Well, most everyone, not quite everyone because it's just the way life goes sometimes, but we're going to have a huge family gathering here and a celebratory dinner and games and reminisce over the last 26 years. Just to backtrack a little bit, my story is pretty well known. If you're new to the podcast or new to the membership site, just a quick synopsis of how I got 26 years into a journey I didn't want to take. Once upon a time, God and his grace put me on a street in Akron, Ohio, where there were three other moms that were home educating their children. And at the very beginning, the first time I heard that phrase, I was sure it was not for me. But over those three years that I lived there with those amazing women, and I got to watch their love for God and their love for their husbands and their love for their kids. And I left still sure that it wasn't for me, still sure that I was happy for someone else to do that, but not me. And then through a series of circumstances, again, this is covered on lots of other podcasts and outlets. God gave us the opportunity, extended it to us through a series of circumstances, and we stepped out on this journey of faith. And even then, the first year that we did homeschooling, I was just trying to get through kindergarten. I was just like, surely I cannot mess up kindergarten. A, apple, ash. Surely I can do this. One, two, three, four, five, January, February, March, April. You know, I'm thinking of all the basic things Surely I can pass these on to my oldest son and we can just survive the year. But in the course of that first year, in the course of spending all of that time together, in the course of God graciously and mercifully surrounding me with other women further down the path who were willing to pour out their wisdom to me, some of which I was unwilling to latch onto, some of which would take me years to really grasp The women told me, mothers who had been there and done that said, you know, get some really good books, snuggle up on the sofa and read. And it took me several months to realize the value of that advice. But through that first year, through attending our first homeschool conference, which would have been 26 years ago this month, the last weekend of the month, it all finally came together. And we realized that there was something here for us as a family and ultimately for us as individuals, um, that God was doing something here, was offering us an invitation to be a part of something far bigger than us, yet specifically 
for us. It was both of those things together. So 26 years ago, we stepped out on this adventure. And now, 26 years later, I'm graduating my youngest son. It has been quite a journey, a journey that I am so grateful for God's invitation. Though at first I resented it, at first I resisted it, and I really wanted to reject it, but ultimately God had his way with me, and I'm very grateful. So through our whole journey, I just wanted to sort of think out loud with you today and sort of reminisce about what God has done and hopefully cast a vision for you. If you're starting out on this journey as a homeschooling mom, maybe you've just finished your first year, maybe you're thinking about starting in the fall, wherever you are, or maybe you're where I was, that this is not for you. I just want to reminisce a little bit with you and dare you to consider just sharing a little bit with you about our journey and what this means to graduate our last one. I think it was 13 years ago, we graduated our oldest, right? And at his graduation celebration that we had, we have a picture of Davis and I sitting with our oldest as a graduate in his graduating gown, because we did all that, and our youngest, the one that we're going to graduate this month, all four of us sitting together at a table. And it was at that moment that I realized our youngest was in kindergarten, and our oldest was graduating. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm at the peak of this roller coaster ride, right? I am at the highest point. It's downhill from here. This fall, I realized at that graduation, I would be down by one student. I wouldn't be having six, I mean, seven anymore. I would only have six. And so it was like, oh my goodness, we're on the downside of forever. And we started the second half of our 26 years in a mode of subtraction. And again, I don't know where you are on this journey. As it difficult as addition was, meaning we have seven children, and so there was a period of time when we were constantly, you were adding a new student every year as it was. And it was challenging to be pregnant. It was challenging to be postpartum. It was challenging to be nursing. And how does that fit in to the rhythm of a homeschool day and trying to get it all done and rotate the laundry and get dinner on the table, right? And actually go out for provisions. How do we get that all done? Oh my goodness, we're going to have another one. And how do we add that one in? And it was challenging at every turn. And yet God was so faithful because on the other side of that peak of those 13 years, when we started going down, we entered into a period of time of subtraction. And I'm going to tell you, addition was far easier than subtraction. Subtraction has been hard. I thought subtraction would be easier. But when you are so melded together, when you have so many incredible relationships with your kids and so many great memories and so many great routines that you're used to doing together, and then you get to a point where you're not anymore, right? They are going off and doing their own thing in their own space, in their own way, and coming home periodically. And I'm grateful for those homecomings, and I'm grateful for those coming home and sharing what they've done, but I'm also smart enough to know that there's a ton of stuff that I'm not ever going to know, and I'm going to miss having known. 
I remember when our oldest son came home for the first time after being gone away for his first semester. So our oldest graduated and went immediately into a gap year program. That first period of time where we dropped him off in August and he came home for Thanksgiving, that was the longest we'd ever been apart, right? I mean, we we didn't know. I didn't know, you know, what he'd been eating. I didn't know what he'd been reading. I didn't know what his challenges had been, his ups and his downs, his celebratory moments. I didn't, I didn't know because we weren't doing that together. And you know what? Conversely, he didn't know. He didn't know the read-alouds that we'd done together. He didn't know what we had found in nature or what bugs we'd added to our collection. He didn't know the project we'd done around the house or the extracurricular activities we were involved in. And I remember realizing that there was this space between us, right? And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not ever going to know. And I also simultaneously remember being overwhelmed with just this sense of gratitude for all of those years that I did know. And he and I had to navigate that first conversation and figure out how are we going to do this and what were the highlights he really wanted to tell me and what were the highlights I really wanted to tell him. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's Word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. Just to run down, our oldest graduated and immediately went into a gap year program, and then he went to school in New York. Our second he graduated and stayed here because he wanted to do some things in art and got into a certificate program online out of California. And so he stayed here, he worked, and he also went to local community college and eventually did go off and got a degree in art. Our third, our oldest daughter, also did a gap year program and then went to school in New York City. And subsequently, she's done several postgraduate programs. Our fourth daughter went on a YWAM experience all the way to India and then came home and did a gap year program and then went to college. Our fifth daughter did a gap year program. You see a trend developing there and then went to New York City for a couple of years and then transferred to another college in Tennessee. Our sixth, another son, we have three daughters in the middle. Our sixth, our, our son, he went off to college to play soccer for a team in Tennessee. And now our seventh 
is also going to go and play soccer and also study art at a university this fall. So I, one of the most remarkable things to me is how God's provided for each one of them uniquely. None of their stories are exactly the same. Some of them are similar, but they're not exactly the same. They all had different callings. They all had different ways and configurations of what they did along the way. Some of them traveled extensively around the world on mission and international study. Some of them not so much. We have a couple of transfers in there. We have some graduate programs and degrees in there too. And I'm very excited. This fall we'll have three in college, which I don't necessarily recommend, but it's very exciting to see how God, these these three, these youngest three now, how God is making and molding and leading them on their own journey as they pursue what it is that God has for them to do. And it's not an easy thing. I'm just going to tell you, if you've got littles, it is incredibly pressurized, this culture that our kids are growing up in, where they've got to figure out what they're going to do. And it's not that clear cut. And I don't see anything in scripture that says they have to know what we've tried to encourage all of our kids is just to pursue God and trust God to do whatever opportunity he puts in front of them to the best of their ability and trust that no matter what that is, that God's presented them an opportunity to participate in, that he's going to use it in their life because he doesn't waste anything. And while that little spiel sounds great, it's hard to get your hands around and it's hard to live out that in a culture that says, what are you going to major in? What are you going to do? What, 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 what? To just lean into trusting him. But even as we launch this seventh one, I am excited because I have six that have gone before him. And I know that God is going to do something amazing. I know that God is going to be faithful. I know that God has a plan for him. And I have a whole nother opportunity to pray for another one of my children as they go off into the world. Now, in this moment, as we're launching him and we're anticipating celebrating him this weekend, there's something else that I know. We still have an enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that enemy wants to come in at this moment as I am preparing even today to finish the grocery shopping, to do the meal prep, to get all ready for this weekend. Even today, the enemy is working diligently over time to try to still kill and destroy our celebration this weekend. Mom, you need to know that your enemy is going to try to steal your moments of celebration. He's going to try to steal those accomplishments, those things that you know, those areas that you are clear just showcase God's faithfulness because he's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to sell you cheap regret and guilt for all the things that you didn't get done. And I just want to tell you, there's lots of things I didn't get done either. There's lots of things that I did that were just, I, I shouldn't have even done. They were things that I wanted to do, but they weren't things that were really the best things to do. There are things that I didn't finish that I wish I had, that I, I failed the discipline test, right? But I want to tell you what I know to be true at my core, even as the enemy is yelling in my ear today, trying to convince me that I was just awful because I should have done something else, right? Let me tell you what I know. God's got this. God's got you. God's got his, your kids because ultimately you and your kids are his. 
And all of these things, all of these things that you did really well by the grace of God and all of the things you didn't do really well, God weaves it all together for his glorious purpose. As you're thinking, no matter where you are on the path, right? No matter where you are, I want to remind you that God's got it. He's got a plan. And as you seek him and you give it to him, you ask for forgiveness when you need to, you celebrate really well when you have the opportunity, just remember that God's got this. And I want to remind you of some of the best things along the way, because I'm thinking that many of you that are listening to this, you've still got littles, right? I can remember one time going to a homeschool graduation and just fantasizing that we would ever make it to homeschool graduation, right? It just seemed impossible, right? It just seemed like, I mean, everybody was still shorter than me. And it was hard. I was in the trenches. I was probably pregnant with somebody when I went to the first graduation. I didn't have a graduate. And I wasn't sure I had the hope of having a graduate because it was just so hard every day. But moms, you do have the hope of having a graduate. And yes, you can homeschool through high school. You can do this. So as you're thinking about that, I hope that you can be inspired to keep on keeping on. Remember, I've told you the, the secret to homeschooling many times, right? The secret is prayerful perseverance. It's not figuring it out. It's not unearthing some magic wand. It's not purchasing pixie dust. It's actually prayerfully persevering, continuing on, and trusting God every step of the way. See, when I look back, here are some of the highlights that I think of things. And I made a list because I didn't want to forgive it. I didn't want to forget some of these things. I, some of the highlights that I look on, and I think that was what this was all about. Is One is just the daily conversations, the interactions, uh, maybe getting a refill of tea or coffee at the coffee pot at our house, maybe have a conversation in the car, maybe a debate at dinner time about a current event that we heard on the radio. I'm so grateful for all of those conversations. I'm so grateful for all of the books that we read aloud. All of the time we spent snuggled on the sofa, maybe on the blanket in the front yard, maybe on the porch, maybe in the car. We did a lot of read alouds in airports all those years that we traveled with our company to go and do conferences. We would huddle in some corner of the airport and I'd read some book aloud, right? Or maybe we read aloud in cars. We read aloud at the beach. We read aloud at my mom and dad's house in Texas. I'm so grateful for all of those hours, all of those books and all of those adventures and all of those characters that we read aloud about. So grateful for all of those memories. I'm so grateful for all of the meal times that we had, all of the times that we sat around the table, that we thanked God. We usually had a running prayer list of people we were praying about. We praised God. We thanked God. We interceded on behalf of those that we loved. And we did. We debated. I'm grateful for all of the times that we just lingered well after we had finished our meal just to visit with each other and talk with each other. I'm grateful for all of the time that we spent time at family worship reading God's word, singing old hymns, getting on our knees and praying together. What sweet, sweet memories that we have of all of that. And I am so grateful for all of that. And as we look, as I look now at my last graduate, 
I know that this fall I'm going to drop him off at college and I'm going to come home to a much stiller and quieter house. And while it's tempting, right, to have that conversation now, we're going to have that conversation on the other side because right now I am going to lean into the opportunities that I have this summer. This summer I'll have all three of my youngest ones at home. And I'm looking forward to leaning in even deeper. I'm looking forward to taking my cue from Mary and reading aloud still again, going on hikes still again, having live conversations and debates and meal times and car time. And hopefully we'll do some bike riding. And I know we're going to spend some time at the beach. And I intend to really intentionally lean in to treasuring all of these things in my heart in anticipation of this fall's drop-off. But I'm not going to rush there. I'm going to enjoy this graduation and this celebration this weekend. I'm going to enjoy every opportunity that God gives us this summer. And I'm going to look forward to what God has in store for him as he goes off and for me as I step into a whole new phase. Mom, God has a plan. He loves you and he wants to grow your faith. And the way he grows your faith is by giving you opportunities to trust and obey him. I hope you have a great day. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art, inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.